Welcome back to the movement, everybody. As you can see, I feel like I just got hit by a bus. My throat is not doing too well, you know, too much, you know, screaming and having a great time, you know. But I want to introduce a very special guest. This is one of my brothers here, Samer Tomi. He's actually my accountant. And we're here to give you some really good insight, really good knowledge, guys. One of my fellow kings. It's a pleasure to have you, my brother. Thank you, Joy. It's nice to be here. It's funny, and it's funny because you were actually supposed to be one of the first guests. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I remember. Life got busy. When did you start? Was it back in April, May? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and then you got busy. You took that trip. No, you went to Florida. Florida, that was back in January. You're losing your time. Oh, no. You're losing I, your time. You're oh, starting to look pale now, bro. I know, I know. It's the Canada tan. How was it, though, when you went down to Florida? Florida was beautiful. The people were good. The food was good. Uh, January, it was supposed to be cold, but I guess we got lucky for those two weeks. <coughs> the weather was beautiful. Might have rained a little bit here and there, but nothing serious. It was a very, it was a very nice. What about the good. vibe when you go to Florida? You already know I haven't been nowhere, right? So uh, the vibe. What do you mean by vibe? Like the people. How was it? Is it fast paced? Is it laid back? Florida's a little different, um, especially where we were. Um, where were you? We well, we spent a couple of days in Miami. We spent a couple of days in uh, close to Bo Boca Raton, and a couple of days in. Um, I love it with the accent. Though. Yes. <laughs> Just before Miami, I forget the name of the town, but um, it's more, they're more touristic areas, right? So it's hard to gauge how the actual residents were. Because everyone's just there to have exactly, a good time. Exactly, exactly. But did, overall, it was a really good time. Did you have a house on the beach? We had, we had uh, so the for the first week, we, had, we were in a resort <coughs> right on the beach. And then the second week, we had an Airbnb also on the beach. How was that? It was amazing. Compared to good. Montreal, you got the concrete jungle. Yes. Yes, no, Montreal. Uh, well, Montreal is not so bad. Montreal, it's depending where you are, because Montreal still retains that culture, like the history, you know, like the from 100 years ago, 200 years ago, or whatever it is. But Florida's, uh, it's not so fast paced. You do get that sometimes in Miami, because it's a, obviously a bigger city, but uh, it is very laid back. It's very Montreal relaxed. sucks for one reason. A lot of places French? in Montreal, no, forget about the French part. I hate the fact that every house has like 19 steps to go up before you get in the front door. And certain places, I don't know. Where have you been? I don't know. I don't remember the name <laughs> of the place. I don't been? speak French. <laughs> All I remember is I passed the sign that said Henry Burasa and I ended up somewhere else. I don't even know. I'm telling you, it's funny because in, in Montreal, they have like 16 same street names. Yes. But the problem is they're different places. So when I used to do the Ikea delivery bullshit. Yeah. And I, I did the Montreal run, bro. I hated my life. I hated my life. Like Tom, Tom, Google Maps, Apple Maps, they all took a shit on me, bro, you yes. know? Yes. So you go to this one address, you knock on the door, the guy opens the door, doesn't want to talk a lick in English. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, listen, man, just take your fucking package, bro. We don't even have to conversate, just take your package. <laughs> and then he's like, what package? I'm telling you, is this your name? He's like, you have the wrong address. Oh, that's like three hours away. Well, three hours? What the fuck? I quit, bro. Yeah. I'm like, I'm done with this shit. Yeah. I did it for two weekends. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out of here. And the Quebec is the... Uh they like to complicate things. Bro, like it's crazy, man. Florida has a lot of Quebecers. Really? Yes. Everywhere. Wherever you go, if you walk into, uh, I don't know, like one of their grocery stores or whatever it is, all you hear is, oh, why? Oh, why? No way. Everywhere, yeah. That's, you know, these guys are smart. They left a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a lot of the, uh, the retired people. 
It's like that saying, yeah. hey, gangsters don't die, they get chubby and move to Miami. <laughs> I wonder why they have these bodegas, bro. You know what I mean? What are you guys doing in the back? That's the real question. So you're originally from, I, I thought you were originally from Ottawa. I can't even speak English for my voice, man. But you got to bear with me here. No problem, bro. But I thought you are originally from Ottawa. You said it was Limoges you were actually from. Yes. Talk to me. How is it like, how, does, how are you dealing with the city in such a small town? Well, Compared. looking back, Ottawa felt like a huge city. That's crazy. Huge city. Now, every time I come in from Montreal, it feels like a village. It's like Limoges now, right? Yes. It do, honestly, it does feel like village. That's crazy. I was driving in and I saw the sign for Value Village. It was like, that's what Ottawa feels like. <laughs> <laughs> it's one small village. Yeah, you got to hurt my feelings. Like that. I'm trying to get out of here too, bro. You know, It's crazy because me and the guys mm -hmm. genuinely been talking about leaving. Like we see a mass exodus happening anyways. Mm -hmm. I personally don't even like the culture or the lifestyle here anymore. I'm sick of Ottawa, to be honest. I love it and I hate it at the same time. All my, you know, all my good memories and worst, en uh, worst enemies and nightmares and best friends and everything came from from Ottawa. But I yeah. just feel like at some point you hit a cap, and yeah. life is so vast. But the thing is, is we stick ourselves in these crab bucket bubbles, mm -hmm. and I genuinely want to try something different. So how about I tell you, we're talking about going to Dubai in January, mm -hmm. and I think last year something like that, eleven people moved there. I'm like, bro, I gotta hurry up, bro, because if I'm the part of the thirty million. It's stagnant, you know what I mean? But I'm like, it's incredible what's out there. A lot of people are leaving and they're super happy. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of the point, a lot of the things now, actually, did you not see that Bill C-18 today just passed? What is that? That's refraining Facebook and all of them. I think it was to do about news, podcasting or news. You know how they're really controlling the narrative of yes. Bill C-11? Yes, yes. And then now they just passed Bill C-18. So in protest, Google, Facebook, and I think there's a couple of other ones. They're like we're cutting a, we're cutting Canadian news in protest because they're really honkering down on the. It feels like it's almost becoming totalitarian. You know, it is. So I'm I'm on the I'm on the path of I'm trying to leave too. I feel like there's just more to life, and I can't fucking stand winter. I can't stand winter. I'm so petty. I hate it. You're in, you're indoors for six seven months. You know, I was so petty one time. I calculated how many days have the year. When you're counting and then I days, did that over an 80-year average, bro, and <clears throat> I wanted a puke. And I'm like, man, I just can't do it. Other than that, I've loved Canada. It was a great place. Just, you know, it's, I don't feel like it's the same anymore, right? You know, I was talking to one of my uh, wealthier clients. He told me that his parents, they spent the six months of- Cut that out. He's saying I'm not wealthy. I'm just <laughs> joking. <laughs> I'm wealthier clients. Anyways, so, continue, how you? so yeah, so he was telling me that his parents, they spent the six months of winter- in the Mediterranean area, and then the six months of like summerish around Switzerland, uh, the Alps, France, that kind of area, and they just enjoy it. And they love that, eh? Absolutely, absolutely. Because in the Mediterranean, it's really hot in the summer, so they spend the winter there. So it's a little, you know, more mild. It's relaxed. That's amazing. Why not? And it's right on the coast, yeah. so everybody loves seeing the water. You hear the water in the morning, sunrise, sundown. Even you see a lot of these videos of people like African places, like Cape Town and, mm -hmm. and all that. And you're like, wow. Yeah. Like there's a whole world out there. Why am I still in Ottawa, bro? Looking at the parliament. I know. And the piece of shit running that parliament too. You know what I mean? I know. And I don't care whoever's a, 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 a Trudeau lover or nothing. I hate the bastard. You know what I mean? And I just said, man, personally, I'm just done. I just want to try something new. I feel like, you know, life is, I feel like every time I see these guys go on vacations and they come back, they get like this extra knowledge they've attained. Or a different type of style of quality of life. Mm -hmm. And they come back and they say the same things. But even when you talk to people nowadays here, cost of living is so high. It's ridiculous. And you know this. You see the books. Mm. Like a lot of the times we're talking to you, all my financial advice comes from you. 
And it's so high. The cost of living is so terrible. I hear all these other guys that are leaving. And then everyone's super happy, man. And they've and they've been gone for a while. It's not like they've been gone for a day, two days. Mm-hmm. I'm talking a year plus. And I'll be like, yo, you're not going to come back to Ottawa? He's like, I'd wipe my ass with Ottawa. He's like, are you crazy? He's like, first of, life, first of all, quality of life is amazing out here. Second, he's like, cost of living is amazing. Yes. It's four times more expensive in Ottawa than it is here. And I'm making 50K a year. Yeah. And English is a big asset for a lot of these places because mm-hmm. it's more of an international business language. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, everybody straps themselves here, you know? Because like you said earlier, you know, you're raised here, your memories are here, your childhood is here or was here. So I'm grabbing the wrong can. I'm sitting there trying to say, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a sponsor from Goddamn Monster. And I'm sitting there pulling <laughs> out again. So, but it's kind of like our parents, right? When they left Lebanon, all their childhood memories were there. Their cousins, their parents, their ancestors, they're all from there. So even though they're here and it's arguably better than, you know, in Lebanon or Syria or wherever they're from, they always say, oh, this area, this, you know, this, I don't like this country. I want to die in Lebanon. I want to die in Syria. You know, this is, that's my hometown. You know what the crazy part is what you just said? The cost of living here is so bad. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's funny because they still have the notion back home that, they feel like money grows on trees. Oh, yes. at the Kennedy. Mm. Right? That was the answer. So, oh, Samer's bawling. Mm. Yusuf's bawling. Mm. Sean's Canadian, so he's stuck here anyways. It's not <laughs> like he's going there, so he's still bawling anyways. But the crazy part is, is I just had a guy that was working for me for a while. And he hated it. And the whole he was like, I came to Canada. He's from Chile. And he came to Canada because I guess his family, like he has a pretty decent life in Chile. Mm-hmm. Very good friends. He had a whole life set up for him or whatever. And he was doing construction there too, right? But anyways, I guess he wanted to help out his sister and his abuela, his grandmother. And he did. So he came here. He hated it, by the way. Guy was crying every day. He missed back home. And I guess I I understand where he's coming from because he's not leaving poverty. So he's not leaving a terrible life to come here to make money. Mm. The crazy part is he just left. And he's like, after bills and paying your rent, and all that, I'm literally left with like $85. And he's getting pretty decent. He's getting pretty decent pay where I am with my company. Mm. But at the end of the day, he can only send back like 85 bucks because he still needs some cost of living here. That's it's not that good. expensive. So That's he's like, good. listen, you know what? We got lied to. They said, go to Canada. You'll make money, man. He's like, I didn't make shit. And he's like, no, I just lost a year away from my family. See, the thing is that narrative changed. It used to be like that. That's a fact. Right? I know people. Like I have, I have family members that came here first from Lebanon. They worked really hard. They saved as much as they could. And they were very frugal. And they sent. They were able to send quite a bit of money. Back then, it was quite a bit of money to you know their family to help out. Now it's impossible. You yeah. can't. Yeah, you're right. You know? It's impossible. <clears throat> the cheapest rent is maybe 1,000, 900, maybe 900, 1,000 a month in the city. Which is nuts. That's no, the cheapest, like, cheapest, that's like, cheapest. Yeah, I feel like and that's for a dump. It is a dump. Uh, yeah, it's for a dump. I feel like a fifteen. It's like fifteen hundred bucks for a basement apartment nowadays. It is for nothing. That's for a basement. So if you're, mm-hmm. but if you're, uh, if I think if it's room and board, if it's room and board, it's about nine hundred. All I know is it's going up. Let me ask you your opinion. Yeah. What do you think so far now that you're seeing? You feel like people are getting more stingy with the money that you're seeing in the accounts. Absolutely, because there's no money left, so they have to. The problem is they kept printing and throwing it out too much, eh? Yep. So that's the main problem. So. <clears throat> obviously this was amplified in the last two or three years uh since 2020 but even before then 
since the 80s, the 90s, the government consistently just printed money. <clears throat> Whatever you wanted, they would just print it and they would provide it. They never asked, you know, are you willing to pay for it? Typically, we pay, th- we pay for services and things either via taxation or yeah. via inflation. It's one or the other, right? Taxation, you feel it right away. Inflation, you feel it over several years. Now the problem is they've printed so much money. Asset prices have gone up. So land is a lot more expensive. Uh, you know, materials are a lot more expensive. All these commodities are a lot more expensive. But salaries have not risen as much. So you're really feeling the pinch. I've, right? yeah, I've talked to a lot of people, you're right. All right. So that's, that's, that's the problem. Is what I'm trying to find out. I feel like a lot of people just bicker about the today's issues. You know what I mean? All they do is talk, oh my God, we're collapsing or we're collapsing. But in reality, what I want to do is I want to be able to give them a platform or a method on how to do it. Because let's be honest, a lot of these gurus out there are fake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I learned a lot of my business off you initially when I first started. When it's crazy how we met, actually, Ahmed referred me to you. Yeah. How many years ago was that? Like six? Yeah, something like that. I was the worst client right in the beginning. <laughs> you never listened. I used to call you consistently. This is due. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And the crazy <clears> part <throat> is, is that's like unheard of. An accountant chasing you. Hmm? You went above and beyond the norm and I was running out the door. I'm like, every time I felt my call coming in, I'm like, here's a tax bill. Here's the collector call. Like, run, bro. That's uh, hilarious, man. But no, so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, <clears throat> I'm trying to give up. I feel like every, like I said, I feel like every time you hear about it, no one's telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing people are not realizing is you just got to work harder right now. I feel like that one of the solutions is sometimes, you know what, you just got to work. You, everyone talks about saving money. I feel like you have to find a way to be able to amplify and make more money on top yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I think saving money right now is not the best move at all. Saving money? Like to a certain degree. You, you have to save money so you can put towards your investments. That's right. Right, to buy assets, <clears throat> commodities so on and so forth. But to just save money and keeping it as cash, you're you're not going to go anywhere. Because with the way things are going, they're just going to keep nonstop printing. It's going to, they don't care. If we're at 100% GDP, debt to GDP, they're just going to keep printing nonstop. They're going to yeah. do like what, 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 uh, what Japan has. Japan has like, I think, 200, 300% debt to GDP. No way. Yeah, they don't care. Just keep printing. Why? Well, well, because everything will well, just well, collapse well, out of the. Well, those are, yeah, so th- those are your two choices. Either we maintain status quo, people suffer in the long run, or you get an economic recession or economic depression, people suffer in the short term, but out of that suffering, you get strong winners, and then you build something in the long run. The problem is, as a politician, you never want to choose the immediate pain. Because obviously they yes. lose their constituents, their Exactly. Voters. Yeah, you lose your job. Because right. I feel like you're on the, I feel like it does have to collapse at some point. You have to. Re- it has to reset somewhere. Maybe you have to pick and choose on which parts, but it can't stay like this forever. You can't pick and. Cho- I don't think you can pick and choose, because it has, every- it's like a bandaid, man. It has to come off. Everything is connected, right? So, for example, let's say let's say real estate. Let's say we decide to make real estate collapse. The problem is people have borrowed against their homes to buy stocks. So if real estate goes down. Well, now I have more debt on my home than the value of the, of, the, of the asset. So now I have to sell some of my stocks. So now the stocks go down. But then some people, they borrow against their stocks to do... You know, House purchases. Exactly. Other stuff. So 
everything is connected, right? We yeah. have an economy that's very, um, I forget the word, I think it's called hypothecated. You know, you leverage from one asset to get another asset, and on that second asset, you leverage on that to get a third asset, so on and so forth. Yeah, when things are going nice, obviously, it's a good thing to be able to do on it. Oh, of course. 100%. The best time to do that is obviously at the depth of a recession, right? Because then you're getting dirt cheap assets, and you're borrowing on something that you already have. So it's not, you know, you can't go deeper than the depth of a recession. But when you're at the top, well, you're at the top and you can only go down. Yeah, exactly. I never understood that factor. Everybody had that FOMO and you're buying at peak pricing. Like who buys that? Why would you buy at peak pricing? It's only going to go down. I can't keep going up. I think everyone, they just have this notion of, yes. oh my God, I want to get that $100,000 lottery. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Buy oh if I buy this house today it's gonna go up 100k in like six months. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times I used to find that funny because I'm like even when they used to do that and they used to actually sell the house, they only are left with like 20k. You got to pay your capital gains tax. Yes. You got to pay your more your penalty. You have yeah, to yeah. pay all that stuff, land yeah. transfer fees. Yeah, I'm like it was crazy how much they drove the market. But what do you think they should be able to do right now? What's advice that you'd be able to say where people can start helping getting themselves out of there, out of this what? hole to get ahead? It's very difficult. Well, it depends on your situation. If you're an employee, you need to find a side hustle. You need to find a second job, third job. You got to do what you got to do. To like you, like you said earlier, you got to increase your income potential, right? Because working nine to five, you're not going to go anywhere, unfortunately. If you're self-employed, if you're already self-employed and you have a business, you got to find a way to increase your sources of income. If you have a good business, <clears throat> double up, triple up, increase your marketing spend. You know, go into different niches if you can, if possible. Uh, expand your geography. Do what you can to get as many customers as possible. Save that extra money <clears throat> and invest it into different assets. Why did you become an accountant? I know it's not for the love for numbers. <clears throat> numbers are good because at the end of the day, business is... The language of business is numbers. That's right. Right? Uh through accounting, you can really understand how a business works, how it functions and whatnot. But uh, it was really for the networking. It was really to meet different business owners, under- really understand their industry and how it functions, the challenges, their competitors. So, What do you so feel like? What's, what's the industry you see the most of right now in your business? It depends. Depends where it is. So in Ottawa, I see a lot of uh, real estate related. So either construction or real estate agents or... Uh, mortgage brokers mortgage brokers that kind of stuff if it's in montreal <coughs> montreal i see a lot of uh import export right just because it's a different sense. town yeah right they have the port there exactly exactly and then if it's for example toronto toronto's a lot of it a lot of it consultants and a lot of them do cross-border <clears throat> so they have a lot of u.s clients and canadian clients so they get paid in u.s funds Yes, from the U.S. clients, yes. Do they have to file taxes in the U.S. or no? They, Yes, so if you're dealing with the U.S., you do. I wonder how that would work. What it's obviously still lucrative anyways if they're taking our clients from the States. I'm just saying of it's course. more of a tax. Realistically, it's a write-off anyways for you. What is? <clears throat> for, the, for the business. It's an expense. It's a write-off for the business. So like The taxes they'd have to pay. So essentially, whatever money they make from the U.S., <clears throat> from their U.S. clients, they pay taxes on that U.S. source income, and then they have to report their total income, U.S. and Canadian income, to Canada, and whatever taxes they've paid to the U.S., it gets deducted. 
So you're like the fucking king of hookups, eh? It <laughs> <laughs> since you know everybody, man, you must be able to get a deal everywhere, eh? A little bit. Sometimes I'd yeah. fucking leverage that. What are you talking about? Of course. Why not? Yo, I'll hook you up. You hook me up, man. Just scratch my back. I'll scratch your back. Cars, mortgages, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. You don't need anybody to do your mortgages and stuff like that since you do numbers all day. Well, I have a pretty good, I mean, it's good to have just because, you know, I'm already busy with other stuff. So it's good to have a, one or two mortgage brokers to help you out. But I usually have a pretty good idea what I can get based on my income. So I'm guessing because you're always in the life of business. Mm. Because your dad had a restaurant, right? Yes. How was that? What do you think about the restaurant industry? It's tough. It's lucrative. It can be lucrative if you're in the right industry and right location and you've been around for many years. But it's very tough. A lot of the money goes towards payroll and cost of food. Right? And typically, I mean, just normally, people like to change restaurants, right? No one likes to go to the same restaurant consistently every week. So you always see different names, different types of restaurants every three to five years. So you always have new competition. So it gets tough. And the margins are very limited, eh? The margins are thin. The margins are thin. I remember because I called you that uh, <coughs> a few months ago, remember, when I was talking about opening a restaurant. Mm. What I kind of believe, restaurant like, was it? Do you remember? Like no, a shawarma? No, I don't remember. No, we still didn't actually talk about what we were going to do. Oh, you weren't we sure? Were just, we were still figuring out. Uh, to okay. be honest, actually, one of the things that we wanted to put on was wings. Mm-hmm. Because fucking Ice's wings are insane, bro. I I couldn't believe how good his wings are. I would say he'd shit on anybody. Mm. And it's not part of his menu. I think he's not putting it part of his menu in the, in his restaurant, Sparta's. But I think that's what we wanted to do is something, something simple. It was mainly something. When I was trying to do the, uh, the restaurant, it was mainly to give my mom and them something to do. I know she genuinely likes cooking. Get something as a family. I don't care if I took a penny, to be honest. I'm sure she's busy with the kid right now. Who? Your my mom? mom? Yes. My mom's in love with the kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure it's a full-time job. Oh, my God, man. He's so much fun, bro. Well, congratulations. You know, you had Lucy. Yes. How old is she now? Two months? She's uh, she's about a month. Fuck, I really fast forward time, man. Eh? Oh, man. Time flies. That's crazy. Time flies. It's beautiful. Yeah, she's colicky? I don't think so. Thank God. I don't know. I'm not sure. Thank God, bro. Oof, can't tell. Oof, 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 oof. <laughs> Hopefully the wife doesn't watch this, eh? She probably will. <laughs> I hope not, man. You know, that's the one thing I'm not looking forward to. Like, she's Tina's due in October. Mm-hmm. But one thing I'm not looking forward to is that colic. What was it? Fuck you, is that it a boy gas. or girl? You know? Oh, my God, huh? Do you know if it's a boy or a girl? It's a boy. It's a boy? Congratulations. Thanks, bro. Well, listen, you may, if she, he, might not, he may not be colicky. Oh, no, bro. I had a dream I had five sons. I swear to God, each one bigger than the other. <laughs> fucking handsome man, nice beard, slick back hair. I look like an old man. I had a little cane like this. <laughs> I look like Sylvester Stallone. Who the fuck doesn't want to look like Stallone at 76? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Incredible, man. That was a great dream. I'm like, you know what? I want to build an empire of some sort. But I feel like that drive has to stem from somewhere mm-hmm. a lot of the times. I feel like a lot of these children... Actually, you know what's funny? My uh, my old partner, I don't want to say his name. You know who he is. I still love the guy to death. We still talk to this day. But even when we were talking about going to business, his parents snapped. What the fuck you doing? Why are you going to do that? Yo, you have a job. Why do you want to go out there and take a risk? I don't want to talk to you if you're going to keep doing the business. Mm-hmm. Bro, you got to encourage these guys to go out on their own and figure out their own stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's the crazy part. A lot of that that mentality stems from there. And if you think about it, a lot of these immigrant peoples, 
we were merchants back home. Mm -hmm. So I really, and the, that's the crazy part. So I just didn't understand that, uh, that dynamic, but well, and they perceive and they push, you know, cause it's crazy. A lot of our people, they screw each other over. That's a fact. We do a lot of good business together, but a lot of the times we shark each other. And I guess the father has been sharked too many times, so he puts his insecurities and his issues onto the kid. Mm -hmm. So how do you get a lot of flourish? It's hard. Got a lot of fall face first, if you asked. Yep, it's the only way to succeed. It is. You have to. All of my biggest clients, they've all failed at some point, in some regards, at the beginning. All of them, one hundred percent. It's very difficult. What do you and you have is, to go through that pain. What do you think the biggest challenges you hear most of the time is? Like as an From accountant, who? what's the biggest fucking complaint in terms of real estate? In terms, so in terms of business in general? Yeah, like what's the <laughs> biggest complaint you hear? What's like the biggest Employees. obstacles? Employees. Fuck, I suck in that. I, Employees. I, that too. I hear that all the time. My employee didn't show up on time. My employees are uh, complaining. They need more money. My employees are not working hard enough. My employees don't care. My employees are threatening to leave. So it's hard. It's really hard for employers right now, right? People, it's kind of like landlords and tenants. Tenants always think landlords have all the money in the world. But it, in reality, most landlords today, they just break even. At best, they break even. If you're good, you break even. The majority are failing. Really? Yeah, they're all negative. They have to Why? put in money. Why? Because the mortgage is higher than the rent. Oh yeah, and you only have that two and a half percent increase or three percent increase a year. Uh, I thought it was less. I didn't even like know the one, one or two. So even if you raise the rent by fifty bucks, but your payment Big went deal. up by three hundred, what is it going to do? Big deal. Yeah, I guess so. All right. I guess so. Property tax went up, insurance went up. So one thing I find is very unfair is the fact that I feel like landlords should have a way to protect themselves. The problem is you'll never be able to have, you'll never find a happy medium. Every there's no way. It's difficult because it's, like, the more you, you protect have, the tenant, although you think you're protecting the tenant, in the long run, you're actually harming the tenant. So, for example, in Quebec, there's an enormous amount of uh, protection for tenants. And it's very difficult for the landlords to increase their rent, even by 1% a year. It's very difficult. So, because of that, landlords just don't, you know, they just don't increase their rent. So, to, to offset that, they don't maintain the property. So a lot of these properties you see in Montreal or Montreal area, they're dumps. Because Makes the sense. landlord the landlord can't renovate, he can't improve it. So he has to cut down somewhere to make some money. Well, that makes sense. Right? I feel like the crazy part is you hear a lot of these uh, nightmare horror stories of someone's been with the landlord-tenant board for the last 10 months. Yes. They're back 30K. Yes. And I'm like, that's crazy how you can just allow somebody to live in someone else's house. I'm a renter myself. Mm. So I have an amazing relationship with my landlord. Mm. My landlord's special, but I have an amazing relationship with him. Realistically, what are they asking for? Pay your rent on time. Like if you can't afford your rent, with all due respect, go get another job then. Work a little harder, you know. It's today's market. He purchased or the house. Or just be upfront with the landlord. Tell him, well, yeah, there's no communication. I can't pay 1500 a month. Can I? Can we do fourteen For a set period amount of time or, or something what, like yeah. that. I'm not a landlord, so if anybody thinks right now I'm coming after anybody, I'm just saying, like, I feel like it's unfair to landlords as well because I see what they also go through. Like, fine, it's harsh sometimes what the tenants go through, mm -hmm. but at the same time, the landlords don't have, don't have as many protections or even anything compared to the tenants. Mm -hmm. And people can squat in your house for a year before they get booted. And that guy's stuck paying 30K. Imagine you're like, fuck, I have to pay 2400 bucks a month on top of my own mortgage. Yep. 
You know what I mean? Because I couldn't have been financially responsible with my credit, mm -hmm. with all that stuff to actually go out and purchase my own. So let's tank this guy. He's going to suffer because I can't afford it no more. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to sit back and do whatever. Now, my thing is be a fucking doer. I've always said the same shit. Stop telling me about it. Go do it. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about it to strategically plan? Yes. You want to talk to me? For the sake of talking my ear off, I don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Go fucking do it. You know how I am. Mm -hmm. So if I'm struggling, which I've struggled many times in this business, I've gone and did bullshit fucking repairs and sold these little jobs. And I've gone and done this and that to go pay the bills. I've helped a friend out to pay the bills. It just it is what it is. Sometimes when you're down you're, and the chips are down, you got to do whatever you can to get you them back to. up. But a lot of people are like, fuck it, I'm entitled. No, 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 no. You have to remove that. There's no ego. Like if you made a commitment to someone, I'm not, that's the kind of guy I am. If I made a commitment to you yeah. and I said, I'm, this is my rent or whatever, we shook hands. I made a commitment. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I have to to make sure I uphold my end of the commitment because at the end of the day, my word means everything. People say, oh, Yusuf Dwaydar, okay, he's good for it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But once you start flaking, then you're actually doing yourself a disservice because later on in life, you start to build a character around who you are. Mm -hmm. You start to build yourself into somebody that's a flake. Yep. You know what I mean? Doing yourself yeah. a disservice. Yeah. But your dad, restaurant, sorry, I keep fucking going on tangents. Man. It's about you and I'm talking about me here, bro. This is ridiculous. So my dad, yes. So it's very difficult, the restaurant industry. How right? did he push you into opening your own business? How did I don't know if he pushed me. I think it just... It just made sense to me. Were you free labor? Was I? Oh, at my dad's restaurant? 100%. <laughs> but, it, but again, that made sense to me. He, he many times he offered, oh, you did a good job. Here you go. I said, no. Because why, be, why, why would I take money from my dad? Because whatever I keep, whatever he keeps, it goes back to the family. family. So it's like I'm taking from the family. It's, we understand me, that. I just I always find it funny because it's a typical Arab story. Yes. So to me, that never clicked. Although he wanted to pay me, I... It didn't matter to me. I'll take from a stranger, but I won't take from my dad. <coughs> it was tough. It was long days, long nights, you know, six, seven days a week. Uh, we would get up three, four in the morning. We would work until, you know, five, six, seven, right? Did you do any the accounting there or is it? A little bit, but, uh, you know, I did from, you know, the dishwashing to cleaning the floors, cooking, serving people. And it was great because that's how you get exposure. That's how you that's how you learn, right? Because at the restaurant, you, know, you have accountants, you have lawyers, you have construction people coming in, you have government workers, and you hear people's stories and you see a trend, you see a trend, you understand. And <clears throat> the people that I saw that were always relaxed, calm, and cool, they were always the business owners, right? Everyone who seemed like they were scrambling, oh, you know, today is tight, I'm not sure, can I come back tomorrow and pay you? They were always employees, Really? Always employees. Why would you say that? Why? Like, what's the, what would you say is the difference? Because they had money, they didn't? Is that what it is? Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, although... It sucks when you feel like you're on survival mode, eh? But you need that to push you to become a business owner. Right? Like you were saying earlier. Oh, man. Not everybody's covered this. This is tough. Well, that's why I think... What is it? I think 80% of businesses fail. 70, 80%. I believe it. Something like that. It's very, it's very I difficult. I wanted to fucking wave the white flag a billion times, bro. Don't. You have to I, keep pushing. No, I, I'm, I'm way past that now, but I'm just saying in the beginning, fuck. I had to tie down a strap just so I don't fucking wave the white flag. <laughs> I'm like, man, I want to go like this, bro. I'm fucking done. Sleepless nights and all the bullshit, but let's be honest. But it's worth it. Now. It's worth it. 100%. I, uh, so I've been in business for maybe 12 years now. And the first four years, 
I worked maybe 20 hours a day, six days a week, you know, between studying for the CPA, working with my parents, uh, studying at university, you know, committing to the business, building the business, branding, marketing, this and that. So it was a good 20 hours a day minimum. So it was tough. But looking back, it makes sense. What impressed me about you is you're actually 80% amazing at everything involved in your business. Just 80%? That's, no, I'm saying everything else, like not just numbers. I'm like, even you own, you did your own marketing. Like you yes. went out and actually learned how to do your own marketing. You mm -hmm. learned how to do this. You learned how to do that when you could have just outsourced it. I could have, but the problem is then I wouldn't be able to judge you if you're doing a good exactly. job. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I have to know. I don't care about doing the marketing, but I have to know enough about it so that I can say, listen, you're doing something wrong. You fucked up here. You fucked up there. Fix this. Fix that. I don't think this works. This doesn't make sense for me. Maybe this works in real estate, but it doesn't work in accounting. Blah, 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 blah. That's right. So uh, I don't want someone to dictate my results. It's my business. This is my sweat, blood, and tears. I dictate the results. And that went a long way anyways. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, so then after that, so when it came to accounting, mm -hmm. what was my question, man? I was going to ask a bomber, bro. It was going to be a bomber. I was trying to remember. And it came down to crypto. It was actually about crypto. Yes. <clears throat> what do you think about the market going on right now? Because everyone is saying either it's a bull market or a bear market. Mm -hmm. What do you think is really going on? What's your take on the situation? What's your time horizon? I was just listening to Ahmed and Diesel go off last night. Mm -hmm. And once predicting this, once predicting that, I'm not going to say what it is. I want to hear what you're saying. Like, What's what your time you horizon? <clears throat> Are we talking about the next six months or the next six years? No, the next two years. Next two years. <clears throat> uh, Crypto is a tough one, right? So for, for let's say Bitcoin, Bitcoin is the biggest one. So Bitcoin could either go to zero or it's going to hit a million, right? It's one or the other. If it goes to zero, it's because all major countries across the world are banning Bitcoin and crypto in general. They've overregulated it and they've said, it's you know, you just can't touch it. You can't mine it. You can't own it. You can't buy, sell, transfer, nothing. Or it goes to a million because people are trying to do a lot of peer-to-peer -peer transfers, right? Really? One or the other. It's one or the other. What was uh, And I think there's a lot more people who are trying to make payments hassle-free because anytime you're trying to do a wire anyone who's ever tried to do a wire overseas for you know 50k 100k 200k whatever it is it takes a few days it's slow it's expensive yeah. the bank fees are high yeah you get interrogated by your bank man this is my money it was in the account for several days weeks months why are you questioning me why do you care all that other shit. why do you care this is my money so Bitcoin is an out, right? If I want to transfer to you, I can do that. And it takes two, three minutes. Done. And it's a, at a fraction of the cost. So that's a, lot of, that's a big driving factor, you think? I think, yes, it is. And it kind of ties back into what you were saying earlier, where governments are pushing to become more authoritarian and people want more freedom. Well, I just seen that uh, there was, they just said <clears throat> that uh, Biden... Mm -hmm. He exonerated or he dropped the charges against that Sam Bankman Freed or whatever. Yes. Because obviously he was putting money into the, the, Absolutely. Dem the Democrats' body. Everybody Absolutely. knew that. And do you, well, you know about his parents, right? Or no? No. No. So his mom is one of the top lawyers in the U.S. Really? And his father is one of the top tax lawyers in the U.S. 
So obviously, 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 uh, all the agreements for FTX and that SBF developed, they were double checked, triple checked, quadruple checked. For sure. And for sure that. they fought for him. And like you said, uh, SBF, you know, he was a major donor for, uh, Huge. for Biden. Man, I always say it all the time. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Yes. It's your network. It really is, man. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about stocks right now? What would you advise people when it comes down to stocks? Because at the end of the day, like I said, I want to be able to give some insight to these people. I want to mm-hmm. tap Sammy's mind. So again, it depends, on, it depends on it depends who you are. Are you a trader? <clears throat> you know, are you looking to do one or two weeks, get in, get out? Or you want to look for, you know, two years, five years, ten years. If you're looking for a long term, it could be. You know, it's starting to look like a decent time to start entering slowly. It really doesn't matter what you do, whether it's real estate, crypto, stocks, bonds, it doesn't matter. It's more about risk management, right? If you have 100K to put into the markets, <coughs> you shouldn't just put in 100, put in five, see how it goes, wait, be patient. Okay, then put another 10. If it goes down, if it goes up, wait, see how it behaves. Do you know what I mean? What's a good method, do you think, for these people to learn how to invest? Because everybody had to start from somewhere, you know? A good method. What do you mean by that? Where can they go to learn on how they invest? Like, how did you learn to invest your dough? Uh, two things. One, I learned from myself. <clears throat> I made a lot of mistakes. It cost a lot of money. took a lot of time. If you're a doer and you're a pusher and you're willing to lose, <clears throat> to learn, it's worth it. If not, and you want to learn a little faster without losing as much, which is probably preferable for most people, YouTube. You can learn so much from YouTube. So YouTube, should... Twitter, there's an enormous amount of free information. An enormous, enormous, enormous amount of free information. So if somebody if somebody wanted to start off trying to invest into stocks, yes. what do you think the first steps would be? First steps, you need to make enough money so that whatever money you lose in the stocks or crypto or bonds, property market, whatever it is, it doesn't bother you. Right? Okay. So it has to be something you're willing to lose. That's step number one. Step number two, <clears throat> you have to understand that all markets are heavily manipulated. Just because you're buying and selling, it doesn't mean it'll go up or go down. It's not based on you. It's based on the bigger players who are moving the markets. And once you understand that, it really pushes you to look at the bigger picture and to manage the risk. Like I said, if you have 100,000, you don't put in 100,000. You put in a little bit, right? <clears throat> And you see how it goes. <clears throat> so if somebody wanted to get into, in touch with you, because mm-hmm. we are running out of time, where can they find you? You can find me online <clears throat> at tommyaccounting.com. <clears throat> what happened? You're losing your voice like me now. <coughs> oh, man. Somebody get him water here. What's oh, going man. on? <clears throat> We've been talking for too long. <laughs> <laughs> so Tommy Accounting. Tommyaccounting.com. You can connect with me there and uh, we can book a meeting and see how we can help you. We're going to put his uh, link in the description. And like I said, we're talking about the council and we're going to get you financial advice on on what to do's and how to's and don'ts or whatever. And uh, we're definitely going to be talking about that later on. I'm actually getting into a real financial segment and actually having like graphs and stuff like that of what people should do. Because I know people don't understand about how to read candles mm. and wicks and all that other stuff. So obviously, I think a lot of people should start getting involved and try to 
find a better way to be able to actually maximize their potentials in life. And people shouldn't just sit on their ass and thinking things are going to come to them. Mm -hmm. They should go to it, right? So that's why we're Correct. creating the council. Uh, his link is going to be in the description. <clears throat> You're going to be able to get a hold of him. Highly vouch. The guy's my accountant as well. Take care of all my businesses. All right. So, Sammy, it's a pleasure, my brother. Joey, is nice to meet you. And hopefully we're going to see you later on anyways. See you soon. Move back from Montreal, man. I was sick and tired of waiting for you to come back. My brother. How do you say that is all?